0: Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Adventures in New Music, the podcast where we listen
1: to a couple of new albums a week from artists we've never heard of before. My name's Andy. And my name is Chris. And coming up in this episode, we're going to be checking out albums from Porridge, Radio and Lowrider.
0: So before we get on with that, just a few thank yous to uh, some of the people who've been in touch had uh, Giles, Aoife, Rosh, Jim dave um anton 3789 who gave us our first ever review on apple podcast which was just lovely and uh, a big thank you to everyone who's uh liked and subscribed and rated and helped get the word out so thank you very much you're part of it now so please stay in touch and contact us with any recommendations on the instagram adventures in new music or at adventures in new music at gmail.com and also a special shout out to monophonics who commented on one of our instagram posts about them and Ellis, who even appears to have listened to the podcast, and uh, we had a nice bit of chat there with Ellis, now friend of the show.
1: Yeah. Blown away with that. Blown away with that. Thanks, Ellis. Lo- and she left such a lovely, uh, lovely comment as well. Um, really blown away with that. I didn't think when we'd be starting doing this podcast that I'd be here sat in my shed, you're there sat in your spare room, and then all <laughs> of a sudden we've got International recording artists that we're talking about listening to the podcast. It's amazing. A uh, lot of love for monophonics as well last week. A lot of people um, saying they enjoyed monophonics. Chris got in touch saying that he's loving monophonics. And he's also done his homework and he's checked out Porridge Radio and Lowrider in preparation for today's show. So, should we get on with it? So, I've got a few little tips and things that I've been listening to this week. To start off with, have you got anything to add to this? Tips in what? Well, just you know, stuff that as in, uh, I'm not. I, so basically, right like, when, when you make your bana- when you make your banana bread, um, Position stuff that of doesn't, the doesn't week. qualify. Stuff right, doesn't oh, qualify,
0: okay, stuff. right. I'm so i've
1: I, i've I've got quite a few little nuggets. You see, um, all right, see. and all a few little bits. So I didn't, I didn't know if it. Uh, what have I got? One, two, three, four. Oh, my God. So I've got five little tidbits, and (laughs) I've also got any other business for the end. Brilliant. God, I've
0: I've got... I'm I'm completely unprepared. Hello. 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 How's your week been? It's been all right, you know. Not bad at all. Bit busy with work and that, but, you know, you can try and ignore that most of the time. How about you? Yeah, all
1: good. All good. Um... Doing quite a bit of listening to music. <laughs> Good. What have you been listening to? Because this is what it's about. Uh-huh. So, um oh, I'll tell you what I saw the other day, which is really, really cool. I don't know if you've spotted this or if you've seen it. You know lots of people are doing like isolation videos at the moment. Yeah. So have you seen uh Billy Joe Armstrong's video with his kids? His two Oh sons? no, I saw I saw that come up, but I haven't watched it. What is it? Right. So I mean, Billy Joe Armstrong, this guy, um, He hasn't changed, basically, since Dookie come out in the early 90s. (laughs) He looks He's obviously drinking from the fountain of youth because he looks like he's not lost, you know, he's Mm. just not aged at all. He's got two kids. I think they're both in the 20s, so they're not like young kids. But they do a cover of um, I Think We're Alone Now. Oh, cool. Which is brilliant. It's really worth checking out. It's dead good. It's really good fun. It's good.
0: All right. I'll look at that. Cheers.
1: Yes. Um, What have you been listening to? Anything? So I
0: listened to a because uh, well I, you know I love country music uh, and I know you don't so I don't often recommend anything yeah. and I'm not recommending this by any stretch but the new Jason Isbell on the 400 Unit album I've been listening to that a lot and it's just really good although I read an interview with him beforehand which kind of put me off it where he was talking about he was so into this album that his his wife got sick of him and moved into a hotel for two weeks and I was like wow mm. that's that's pretty serious. Like mm. he turned into a bit of a uh, I don't know, a bit of a maniac about it. Anyway, it is really good, so maybe it was worthwhile. But uh, that's really good,
1: really strong so, album. Have you, do you ever listen to the Broken Record podcast? No, have you come across this. So this is Rick Rubin and um, Malcolm oh, Gladwell. Yes, I, I, I've listened to the Vampire Weekend episode. Right. So uh, Jason, is it Jason Isbell or Isabel? How do you pronounce Isabel? Isabel. Isabel, right. Isabel. So so he's he's the guest this week. Oh cool. Yeah. Oh I'll listen to that. So that would be worth checking out. They're always really good podcasts. Um thank you very much. you give me all these tips. Yeah. I've been I've been catching up with a couple of albums this week. Hmm. Um the the new one from The Strokes and the new one from Perfume Genius. Oh yeah, I saw Perfume Genius had something out. How is it? Yeah. Good. Yeah, both both albums really good actually, both really interesting. Um Gosh, Perfume, Perfume Genius has really come on a lot since we saw him and when would it have been? At ATP? Oh, when his first album was out?
0: 2012. A so, winner yeah, yeah, December
1: like 2012 it would have been. Yeah. He's just gone like mega, hasn't he? He's gone on and on. He has.
0: Lots of people like him now.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, when we saw him in 2012, he was like walking through the venue with his keyboard in his bag, wasn't he? And, <laughs> you know, he <laughs> Far cry from where he is now. Good lad. Um, stuck with it. Strokes album's pretty good. Yeah. a bit different. It's a bit different. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I think it's worth checking out. It's, okay. uh, musically, it's, when it, you know, musically, it's very different, I would say. There's a lot of stuff that's very different, but obviously, uh, Julian Casablanca's voice is so distinctive and recognizable that you, you sort of, you hear the intro of the song, and you go, oh, who's this? <laughs> and then you go, oh, singing comes in, you go, oh, yeah, it's the Strokes. Do you still sing like he's coming through a radio? Yeah, although it he, he tries to do um he tries to do a bit of falsetto on a couple of tracks. Ooh. Yeah. With mixed results. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, it's cool. Alright, I'll cool. check it out. Do you want to should we get into the um The new ones. albums that we've been listening to this week? The new the new fellas. The newies.
0: Yes. So this
1: week, Chris. What was your album of the week? So my album for the for the week was Every Bad by Porridge Radio. Oh,
0: nice. And uh I've been listening to it too. Where did you first hear about these guys and and what made
1: you choose it? So there's been a bit of a buzz around this band for quite a while. Um couple of years ago in 2018 they were in the guardians top 40 new artists and at the start of this year they were in the enemy's top 40 bands to watch out for for this year um there has been quite a buzz about them so i've sort of heard the name keeping an eye on them i can't remember where i first heard the track that i did which was the opening song on the album mm-hmm. um but I know they've sort of been on my radar for a little while. I heard the first song quite early on in the year. Um and then I've yeah, obviously just picked it this week for my um album of the album of the week. Um so the Brighton band, four piece. I mean, as re- as regards to what genre, what style you wanna, you know, you could sort of dig all all sorts, but the essentially the indie rock, I would say. Uh, uh- for, Formed in 2015. This album's been released on a secretly Canadian record label, which is home to Anthony the Johnson's War on Drugs, that sort of thing. So quite an eclectic, cool mix of mm. other bands that they've had. What did you think of it? What did I think of it? I mm. I liked it. Her lyrics
0: book must be quite small, because she sings the same thing over and over again on every
1: track. Very, very repetitive isn't it in the
0: yeah, it is but uh, there's something i quite like about that because it, it's, it's like a tom york thing where he, he sort of takes a, a mundane everyday statement and repeats it over and over again with enough conviction that it starts to sound really urgent and takes on a whole new meaning and and yeah. you know he does that with all kinds of stuff like you know ice age coming is it and uh you know, for a minute there I lost myself and all that—all those kinds of things that he just repeats and repeats until it sounds like a song lyric and, and she kind of has this knack of doing the same thing, like, of, thank you yeah. for making me happy, all of a sudden sounds desperately unhappy and you're like, oh, well, yeah, what's yeah. going on here? And I, there were parts of it, I, I feel like it is an indie uh, indie rock album, but... So it's, I like, it's quite DIY. I thought it. It definitely has that. It was like it's like this is a punk album, but it's not a punk album because it's not melodic enough, or it's not it's not got that same sort of mm. snarling energy to it. It's like a post punk album, and I genuinely looked up post punk today to go, "Is this a post punk album?" And I think it is. You know, bass led and and quite yeah arty. I go with that. It's an arty kind of album, maybe maybe art punk or something if that's a genre. Um, yeah. I liked it. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of things like Elastica, or, okay, or some of Kim Gordon's spoken wordish tracks on, on some of the Sonic Youth albums.
1: Yeah, I thought a bit Sonic Youth.
0: Yeah, did you have any other reference points for it? See,
1: see, for me, this is for fans of I, I would say see, it's, it's diffi- quite difficult, isn't it? Got a bit of Joy Division in there, yeah, for sure. Yeah, PJ Harvey. I was mm-hmm. hearing P- quite a bit of PJ Harvey. Um, some of the guitar sounds like quite early Mystery Jet stuff. Okay. Th- there's a little bit mm-hmm. of Mystery Jets. They also really remind me of a, a really, really good band from Leeds called uh, Post-War Glamour Girls, who were awesome, but it's similar sort of vibe. It's quite dark, quite, you know, like we say, post-punk. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but it's, it's kind of also defining its own sound. It's You know, it's really... it's See, for me, it's like couple of the other albums that we've featured recently, it's definitely a grower. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't grab me instantly. So first mm-hmm. first sort of listen, I was like sort of halfway through the album and, it, it, you know, it's one of them thinking, oh, I might, might bang something else on here. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, with a lot of the repetition in the lyrics, like you say, a lot of the lines like repeated over and over again, I think probably the prime example of that is l- the song Long. Yeah, yeah, is, completely. Just, yeah. yeah. Um, but with repeat listens to the album, you, you kind of start gravitating towards certain lyrics and certain songs. It's it's And, and like you say, they sort of change the meanings and, and the way they're delivered. It's it's very clever. It's very, very clever yeah, the way you, that it's done.
0: I agree. And I think I, I'm glad you picked out the song Long because that was sort of, I don't think it's my favourite track, but it sort of stands out on the album as as one where the lyrics it starts with uh something like you're you're wasting my time yeah and and it goes on and she says that about i don't know 10 times and then she goes nobody's telling me anything and and all of a sudden you start to build up this narrative in your head of, of what this song might be about and to be honest i've i've ended the song yeah. with no clue what it's about but you sort of have these ideas as it's yeah. going on and it and it, it conjures up images and she does sound fairly tormented. I was listening <laughs> to it with my daughter Suki, and she's uh, just turned seven, and she uh, we got to the end of the first track, and she was like, "That's that's a bit freaky." And then is it track two, which is "Don't Don't Ask Me Twice"? Sweet, yeah. Uh, oh, is it sweet? Well, whatever track "Don't Ask Me Twice" is at the end of that, you know, it's quite a no-wavy sound, quite kind yeah. of bleak and no real melody to it. And uh, by the end of that, she's again, the singer's sounding really furious and, and Suki was like, oh, this one's getting wild, Daddy. And I was like, yeah, yes, it is, yeah. Um, so there's there's something, I don't know, sort of tormented about her. Do you know much about the
1: singer herself? No, not at all, not at all. Um, all right, well, that's a, that's a dead avenue. You <laughs> won't follow that. I think there's, for me with the lyrics, like you say, with have being... Sounding a bit tormented, it almost feels, in a way, like she's hiding her true self behind the lyrics, because you're never quite sure what she means by mm-hmm. what she's saying, and, and and I mean that in the way that you can take all the lyrics in different ways, mm-hmm. and they change how you how you feel about the lyrics as 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 they're delivered. Mm-hmm. So I do feel it, it's it's sort of like you, I don't feel like you get to know the true person behind the lyrics. Yeah because because, because she's intentionally not letting you it's, it does feel
0: like the delivery is um uh, is, is almost acted like like it's a a character like like she's not yeah. really singing at many points she's she's kind of speaking it and delivering it in in a certain way and and i found that sort of interesting i found it sort of it conjured up this troublesome image of of sort of someone in a beret smoking as they delivered yeah. a lot of these lines, which is probably really unfair. And then, uh, but as soon as I thought of that, I couldn't get out of my head.
1: Um, but as soon as you said that, I just now got Penny Crayon in me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great show. God. Don't remember smoking though.
0: No, I don't believe she did. Well, mind you, it was the eighties. So she might've done. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of instrumentation and, and some of the playing, did that kind of,
1: chime with you or, or or do anything interesting in your book i don't know this so much is sort of on on the lyrics and stuff i mean it's not i'm not saying that i didn't notice everything else going on but a, a lot of the guitar parts are quite when you actually listen to them isolate them they're quite quite intricate there's mm. quite some some quite nice stuff going on there mm. yeah i thought so and i think the bass really seems to be
0: like the central instrument the there's a lot that sort of allows the drums and the guitar to be intricate. I thought some of the drumming was really nice, but quite subtle. There was nothing. Yeah, it's all very subtle. It's all quite underplayed, isn't it? Yeah, there's no big sort of, I don't know, freakouts like on the on the other album we'll be talking about. Yeah, but um, it it does seem like a lot is pinned on on the the singer, the front person, delivering, yeah. and and uh, the rest of the band. Are, are They're complimenting and what. What she's doing, yeah. So, uh, what would be your standout track?
1: So, I think my favourite track on the album is "Lilac." That okay, it's the one that uh, that I keep sort of coming back to. I, I love the it's it's slightly longer than the rest of the songs on the album. It's but it's but it's a slow builder. It um it it sort of has that gradual speed up towards the end, which I really think is cool in a mm-hmm. song. I like that, you know. It's it's sort of it's speeding up. Um, it wouldn't be the one that I'd recommend to people to check out first. I think. I would the songs I'd say to check out is probably sweet Mm -hmm. or um, give give take would be the uh, the two tracks that I'd say check out first to give yourself you know give a give an idea of the album. Mm -hmm. Um, What about yourself? Um, I thought give take was a pretty
0: uh, a pretty good. Again, it's, it's that thing of distilling what the album seems to be about. I think that's a really good distillation of, of some of the best parts yeah. of the album. There is a spoken word bit in the middle which jarred with me a little bit. I can't remember what she says now, but um, slightly, I don't know, almost too artistic for me. Um, but Circling, I think, is a great great song. It's one of the more sort of rocking songs on the album, I feel, as well. I thought that was good. And and and, would you recommend it to to other people?
1: Yeah I would I would yeah I mean it's uh, it's an album that I'm going to keep keep listening to definitely keep mm-hmm. revisiting um I think like with some of the other albums that we've we've had that we've featured it's it, I think you sort of you get your you get your payoff the more yeah. you sort of live with it and 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 grow with it um I, I'd be interested to see them live I think they'd be mm-hmm. a good live band Yeah I kind of want to just to kind of get some of those more ridiculous
0: visuals out of my head um, Yeah now including Penny Crayon. Yeah. But I think I think it would be good to see live. I do feel like this is, there's a part of this record which isn't for me right. in that I don't feel like I'm the target audience or I don't feel like some of the messages in the album chime with me. I don't know. I feel like I'm almost not the audience they, they would be after. Does that make any sense to you?
1: Yeah, it does. It's not something that I'd considered myself but mm. yeah i do get where you're coming from i do get where you are coming. i'd from.
0: want to be in the crowd but i'd feel like there'd be a lot of other people in the car going why are you here
1: yeah yeah well we just stand at the back like we oh, yeah, yeah. tutting
0: we didn't used to <laughs> no
1: <laughs> we were right at the front sometimes yeah so that's every bad by porridge radio and you can't see them on tour at soup <laughs> kitchen in manchester Nightmare. Oh, were they playing there? That's just near on my work. Yeah, which would have been a we should, would have been a great venue. Would have been a great yeah. venue to see him in. Oh damn it. Yeah. Oh well. Life eh. Yeah. Right then. Let's get on to your album of the week. So Ooh. tell us a little bit. Well, first of all, tell us what your album was and the artist and then give us a bit of background. My album uh
0: this week was Refractions by Lowrider. And I found this by looking through the uh, rock and metal releases on our, our, my streaming service and um, just just kind of having decided I'd spent enough time looking at Stranger Things and going out and trying to find weirder stuff and actually going somewhere where I, I thought, well, I'm, I'm likely to find something that I, I'm going to enjoy here. I quite fancy some pounding drums and some big guitars. What, what can yeah. I find? So I had a little look through. And whenever I'm looking through the metal and rock listings, like I love metal. I love the chaos of death metal and black metal. I, I struggle to listen to a full album of either, but I will, I enjoy it and I, I've always enjoyed it. I just quite enjoy the buzz of it and, and having a laugh. But sometimes you put on some of these metal tracks and uh, it sounds brilliant and the drums are huge and the guitars are massive. And then the singer kicks in and they're like... Wah! And, yeah. and you, you're like, well, you've ruined it. And so often that happens. So I put this on and I was enjoying the riff. Is it a six eight riff? The first track I heard was Red River.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And um and it was like proper stoner rock, proper like big riff, huge drums, you can hear them wobbling around and um and I was like, Oh God, please sing good. And the guy comes in and it just sounds like a Kaios record. And I was like, Yes, yeah. I'm having it. Yeah. Absolutely having it.
1: Um, yeah, Sweden's answer to Caius, I think eh yeah, and when I read the little biog it was like this uh, this
0: band have been have their entire career been hampered by the the comparison it was basically said these guys have are a blatant Caius ripoff, and that's really yeah. hampered them, and it was like, well, don't use the word blatant. In your little review, because yeah. it's, it's really difficult to get out of that categorisation.
1: But the art—it's it's <laughs> that whole desert stoner vibe in it. I mean, like you Completely. can chuck in Monster Magnet, Fu Manchu. It's that—it's that vibe in it. It is. It's definitely
0: that vibe. But I don't think I've heard anyone else sound quite as identical to Kaius as this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like note choices. Um, some of the some of the breakdowns there was a bit in one of the tracks Sun Devil Sun Devil yeah um, where there's like a a string bend on the bass guitar like in the middle of like this breakdown and it was just so Caius. I was like oh that's that's like such a steal but it sounds great the truth is they're executing this brilliantly at a time when Caius have been dead for 25 years yeah or something so I'm thrilled that they're doing this yeah and um i think it sounds brilliant and i've enjoyed listening to it massively yeah i put it on at dinner and M, my wife was like don't what just no not now (laughs) and okay but look 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 at this breakdown there's a there's a bit in track two which is ode to ganymede which is such a great stoner (laughs) rock title yeah yeah but well, there's like this breakdown about a minute in, and it, like the, the guitarist starts marching up the fretboard, and then there's like a snare roll coming in, and then everything comes in, and it's like yeah, <laughs> it's <yeah>. just so <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, and I was like, "Listen to this bit." And She's like, "I'm eating."
1: It it sounds like this has been made to perform live. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I would love to see it live.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, and also, listen to the album. I mean, it's it's 42 minutes long. It comes in at 42 minutes. There's six songs. Yeah. Right? Now, the these lads here. This is the first album for twenty years. I mean, I, <laughs> I um, <laughs> I actually presume this was the debut album. Mm-hmm. And it's only when I did a bit of digging about the 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 band that I found out that the you know they were going been going since the mid nineties, and they've not you know this is the the second album. And um, I, I've got to be honest, I'm surprised they haven't been on. My radar before mm-hmm. because of like being into Caius and other stuff like that. I'm surprised that I haven't heard them before. Um, but yeah, it, see, I can imagine this album being sort of played in order live. It's the sort of thing that you go, oh, yeah. you know, you go you go yeah. and watch them and they'd like, you know, they'd plow through all six songs in order.
0: Well, it feels like that kind of, it's It's almost like a it's, a, it's too early to say, but it's almost like a modern classic. It's like they've set it up to be played in these sort of movements and the yeah. fans would rock up expecting to hear one song after another. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't know what else they'd open a show with at this point. I haven't heard their other stuff. No. Um, but... Yeah, you'd open with Red River, surely. Yeah, and everyone a good, would buzz it, off that. And it's it's, um, it's
1: definitely a standout on the album. It's great, isn't it? it's a good. I think you know, it is, di- and it also stands out as a single. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of instrumental stuff on the album, which mm-hmm. is is mega cool. This the Red River is like the mainstream one in it. If you get, yeah. uh, you know, it's not mainstream, but that's the one.
0: Well, it's um, five
1: minutes long as well, which is yeah, you know, yeah.
0: pretty pretty snappy for these guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, the whole album has. Really got like that mid nineties sound, that production. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you describe the drums before the, w- the wobble? You can hear the wobble. Yeah, the yeah, drums. Yeah. Great way of describing it. <laughs> um, you know, you can just hear like, how slack the skins are, and they've been yeah. detuned to get that sound. And um, and it ju- listening to it, it actually made me feel quite nostalgic. Like listening mm-hmm. to it, it, it reminded me a lot of great nineties albums that I like. Uh, I like listening to, and I still listen to. Um, if you're into that, I think you'd really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. If you're not, I don't think there's a great amount that it's going to offer you. I mean, it's it's it does date it somewhat. I think <laughs> if you're not into it,
0: I completely agree. It's um, it's it's stuck in the past, really. It's it's emulating something which is pretty, you know, had its day in it in a way. But it's just great to hear something new coming from that yeah corner of the music world because it, it's it's stoner rock. I think is. It should be sort of simple. The blueprint for it is relatively easy. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm very rarely into anything that gets labelled as Stoner Rock. Yeah. You know, the three Caius albums, they did a split thing as well with someone else, didn't they? Or an EP or something, but I I never really listened to that. The three major Caius albums are are kind of linchpins of that scene and anyone Mm -hmm. who who enjoys Stoner Rock will know it, will know them. But... Everything else, I mean, you know, Fu Manchu is, is a brilliant band, but they, they uh, I don't know, there's a more of a punk edge to them. There's a lot of faster yeah. stuff. It's much less sludgy. Monster Magnet, it's got a bit more swagger than Kaios yeah, Again, it's totally a bit more punchy. Yeah. You know, all, all all those bands. Queens of Stone Age not Stoner Rock. They've, they've definitely taken some stuff out of Stoner Rock and, and turned it into their own genre because no one really sounds like them. But as good and as popular as Queens of Stone Age are, they're not. They're not really quite as legendary, I don't think, as Caius are. Mm. You know, people don't revere them. Maybe they will when they're gone. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's the benefit of being gone.
1: So we're talking about refractions by Lowrider. Rider. Um, I tell you what, I really like about it. There's tons of spacious playing mm-hmm. on this album, yeah. like what I would call intelligent playing. I like the fact that there's these sort of big riffs going on, but I love that when you've got like all like big solos or big bass riffs or anything and the drummer is just playing time and he's like yeah. going, guys, you take it. Yeah. I'm going to give you all the room you want. You do what you want with it. And then when it's my turn to shine, I'll do what I'm going to do. And, but it's just, it's really sort of, no one's treading on each other's toes in this band. Yeah, you know.
0: completely agree. And there are those kind of classic bluesy solo breaks here and there as well, yeah. which, which is great fun. I think there's the old old Mule Pepe has its own like solo section where everyone gets a shot. And I think that's a that's a great thing. That's a real yeah. nod, nod to the blues that Stoner Rock always has. But I think there's the space thing is, is so huge um, on this album. And I think they do it really well on the last track, Pipe Rider, which reminds me a little bit of Whitewater at the end of Sky Valley from okay. which is the first Cars song I ever heard. It's got that real kind of like um, s- gentle, almost, groove coming in. Yeah. And then a single riff just in between the drums and there's loads of space between them, loads of give. And then, it, of course, everything boots off and it gets really rocking, but just that kind of lulling, the head nodding, okay, this is cool, something's, yeah. something's brewing, and then boom. I think it's just superb, really well executed.
1: It also does something which I love in the, I think it's the third song. I'm a big fan of a riff starting up, and you're tapping your foot, you're going, yeah, man. (sighs) And the drums come in, you're like, what? Yeah. You started the riff on the offbeat. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'm tapping out that. of time, man. What's going on? <laughs> it's so that hard to it's do great. that when you're oh, when really you music.
0: It's so difficult. So when you hear it done well, it's like, oh, well played. Did not see that coming.
1: There's still a couple of examples like of, of of bands doing that sort of thing, which even now I cannot get my head around. You know what's going on. You know the trick that's being played on you. You know it's yeah, um, but. Um, Oh, uh, the, there's the Radiohead one from In Rainbows. It starts the oh, yeah, with the Body snatches. Yeah, and that takes me to, like, the third repetition of the riff to go, oh, yeah, I know what the drums are called. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one, which, playing in function bands, I have to play a fair bit, is Sex on Fire. And when I see that on a oh, set yeah, list, I'm like, yeah. oh, no, no. I'll just, ca- <laughs> I'll just count you in, mate. We'll come in together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you cheat. I used to get that with uh, Fake Empire by The National. Oh, right, okay. It's like, it, it, it's just, because the piano's playing, what's the piano doing? It's doing a... Well, it's playing two different, four, t- two four different things, a, isn't it? Yeah. Four and a three,
1: isn't it? Four yeah, and, one, and three it's and three like, and one. like, I just don't...
0: Uh, not, not anymore. You miss it when it's gone, you know, that surprise. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And all, and also, as soon as you sort of, as soon as that's gone, you go, how did that ever fool me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm not a good musician. Um, <laughs> speaking of the national, just to go off down a little uh, tangent, de sac. Have you heard uh, Matt Beringer's new single?
0: No. What a solo single.
1: Yeah, Serpentine Prison or Serpentine Prison. How he pronounced oh. it. It's very good. It came out at midnight last night, <laughs> or today, midnight today. Anyway, it's uh, it's great. It's really good. It's really good. He's got an album coming out. I don't know when. Uh, at some point this year. But um, yeah, it's, a, it's a, it, for today's weather. Perfect, it's great. Oh, nice. It's like okay, Nas- it's like basically. I mean, it's always going to sound like national with his voice, but it's like the national with the horns turned up to eleven. And yeah, it's, good. <laughs> it's really good. Nice lyrical content. I think. You'll oh, I like it. it. Oh, cool. I'll check it out. Thank you. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to Refractions by Lowrider. What's your standout song? What you, if you're recommending it to folk, what you gonna? It's got to be Red River on it.
0: Uh Red River for being like accessible, but I, th- I think uh, see the was it Track Three Serenaders or S- someone's Krog or someone's S- Seren I can't even say yeah it. yeah, but it really Serenaders Krog it it was on it was relatively loud, but everything on my shelf was shaking, and I was <laughs> like yes this is <laughs> this is brilliant um so I enjoyed that for that um. Probably not the best reason to, to to listen to it or to get someone into it. Or or for someone who's already into Stoner Rock, I'd say Ode to Ganymede because that has so many different little movements in it. Some of them, like that first bit, there's even a, a sing-along bit. Not sing-along. There's a, a singing bit in that first minute. And then it stops and then it changes direction. Then yeah. it gets really rocking and then yeah, yeah. various things happen. And as ever with Stoner Rock, you get lost in a bit of a movement and you're just like, yeah, this is so good. And then it changes and you're like, oh, I didn't even, where was I before? I don't, yeah. and then you just, and then it's the end of the track and you're onto the next track and you don't really realise quite how many of those little passages you've moved through. Yeah. So if you're already into Stoner Rock, I'd check out Ode to Ganymede. If you're not and you just want to check out this rocking album, check out Red River. I think it'll it'll get you in and, uh, and, and get you listening to it. I think it's a
1: really great album. Enjoyed it a lot. That sounds cool. So, you'll be listening to this. You'll continue listening to this album, I would imagine. Yeah, I
0: think so. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, you know, I admittedly have been listening to quite a lot of Caius this week as well. Because yeah. i like,
1: that is a, you know, I've got to find out where they
0: ripped that bit yeah, off. From. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. But that does them down because they've written six original tracks, really intricate, really great, really beautifully played, well executed, wonderfully produced. Yeah. Um I think it's a great album and I'll, uh, yeah, I'll be listening to it again for sure. You? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you've got to give them credit. They've what they've written one song every two point three years. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that, is it? <laughs> don't don't know, well, something like that.
0: Well, three but, point. Uh, 3.3. 3. Yeah. I don't know something. Three, you no, know, yeah. three point. Whatever. They're yeah. not very prolific, are they?
1: But no, um, it's good. Fair play. Yeah, too. I mean, I I don't think I've enjoyed it as much as you. I will. I will. <laughs> uh, I will. Definitely be continuing to listen. I, I I think it's been three strong weeks. I think we've had six good albums. We've not had mm-hmm. any stinkers. No. You know. But then we've
0: we've been quite lucky with, the, with most of our source, you know, lists and that. We've not really, oh, apart from one or two. That Brazilian stuff, man.
1: <laughs> Never mind. Not going to win you over that. So that was our albums for this week. Next week, we're going to be listening to... Uh, Lost in the Country by Trace Mountains, and the track I've heard is Lost in the Country. And my pick is Melee by Dogleg, and I've heard track four, Fox. i got a slight confession about your album. Hey, eh? Shall I tell you?
0: Go on. All right. So you remember that week when we listened to Slowly Slowly, and we were like, oh, man, I don't know if emo's for us anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like I was like, you're right, you know, you're right. There's, there's there's two there's two other potentials on my list that are kind of emo. I'm getting rid of them.
1: I'm getting rid of them. So you had it on your list.
0: I had it on my list and I removed it. And the track same I'd heard No, different track. Kawasaki backflip, which oh, is the first one. track, and yeah. uh, it was really good. And I, yeah. I was I was hoping to listen to this album. Um, so I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of it.
1: It uh, it did make yeah, it kind of like. Oh, we'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about it next week. So that's that. Wicked. So that was episode three of the podcast. That was Every Bad by Porridge Radio and Refractions by Lowrider. Until next week, Andy, thank you for making me happy.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks Wow! Wow! You've been listening to Adventures in New Music with Chris and Andy. If you enjoyed it, please like and subscribe to the podcast and tell all your mates.
0: Find us on Instagram, Adventures in New Music, and contact us with any recommendations or anything you'd like to say about this week's discussion. Adventures in New Music at gmail.com.